isn't the fifth of the higher worldly knowledge the ability to see and understand one's own previous lives the same as the buddha's first knowledge that he attained during the first watch of the night yes both these are same buddha himself had this, the, this all this knowledges different types of knowledge all the five not only five all others had only five but the buddha had six the sixth one which is unique so uniqueness is the sixth one which which is which was the buddha's uh, discovery or invention so both these are same In the previous ability to understand previous lives pubbe nivasa anusyati jnana that's the first that the buddha gained that was the first and secondly he got the second jnana which was ability to understand how beings are born to this world not only understand he sees one when one attain that knowledge one can see how beings come to this world from other different worlds other realms you know there are 31 realms they all come from different realms and we all go there that is what is called sansara sansarik chakra that is bhava in other words bhava where there is bhava then jati comes to be birth comes to be like that so both these are same then the next one is dear bante sila can you please repeat the eight qualities of the fourth jhana i did not uh, say that there are eight qualities in the fourth jhana i did not say so to repeat i must have said this i cannot repeat because uh, fourth jhana how it is said uh, sukhasachapahana dukkasachapahana you give up both sukha and dukkha happy and pain hmm? sukhasachapahana dukkasachapahana pubbeva somanasa domanasana attangama then somanasa present feeling somanasa joy and then uh, somanasa domanasa is grief you give up both joy and grief no happy no sukha no sukha no dukkha no joy no grief sukha sach pahana dukkha sach pahana pubbeva somanas domanasana attangama then addukkang no dukkha asukang no sukha addukkang asukang that's it then upekka sati full develop that is what is called fourth jhana no other things i only manage to catch a few those few are few soft steady pliable imperturbable no i did not say these things maybe you have heard to somebody else maybe a deity deity must have told you so ask him or her both in pali and english please so i did not say anything about uh, eight eight factors in the fourth jhana okay next question dear bante can you describe in more detail what you mean when you said the mind becomes more unified sutta jhana verse uh, one pointedness vishuddhi magga well mind becomes more unified is uni- unified mind 
unification or collected mind is called um, uh, ekodi bhava, ekodi bhava, which comes to comes together. It's like when you practice, you slowly, slowly calm down yourself and your body and mind both calming down. That through which you come to the state of tranquility, not tranquilize, but tranquility, the state of tranquility, calmness, where your mind is collected, collected mind. Collected mind means your thoughts are slowly, slowly calming, cut down thoughts, and then you come to a certain uh, unification, not, not ekagata, not to go to a certain one point, to be one-pointed. That is what explained in Abhidhamma. In Abhidhamma, all the five, five jhanas, ekagata, patamajjana ekagata, dutiyadhyanam ekagata, tatiyadhyanam ekagata, chatutadhyanam ekagata, panchamadhyanam ekagata, all the five, as I said, there are five jhanas. All these jhanas, it is said that the mind is to be one-pointed. One-pointed is like you drill something like, where you, you again and again, again and again, you have to uh, see it, you have to observe it, and understand like you put something in, where your tension, tightness develop, uh, depression, tightness, all this develop. That is why we say that where you, what you have to develop is mindfulness. Mindfulness is the lacking point in this jhanas, in Vishuddhimaka. No mindfulness. So unification, unification is given in the uh, sutta. Unification is called ekodibhavang. Hmm? Avitakkaṁ avicharaṁ uh, no, uh, vitakka vicharanam vupasama. You give up both vitakka and vichara, then you come to the second jhana. Vitakka vicharanam vupasama, ajyattam sampasadhanam, internal unification, internal confidence, you have in, internal confidence, ajyattam sampadhanam, chetaso ekodibhavam, ekodibhavam come together, collected undistracted, collectedness, undistracted, imperturbed, imperturbable state. Okay, next. Dear Bhante, Bhante Ji spoke of hindrances, fetters, and underlying tendencies. I had previously only heard of hindrances and fetters. Will you please say more about the underlying tendencies? How are the underlying tendencies different than the fetters? How do we uh, directly work with these tendencies in a skillful, skillful way? Skillful must be a WA question mark. Spill way, I guess. So now, underlying tendencies are, you know, these are different levels of defilements. There are, first of all, we have greed, hatred, and delusion. Then hindrances. Then uh, blemish, angana, blemish. Then we have uh, impurities, uh, which are called upakilesa, imperfections, upakilesa, then fetters, then underlying tendencies, then taints, taints to go last. Those are different levels of 
defilements. Fetters are connected with uh, underlying tendencies. You know these fetters, there are ten fetters through which we are bound to sansara. Underlying tendencies are underlie. They are not not uh, in surface, but underlie. Therefore, they are called anusaya, anusayati. Anusayati is they lie lie down, lay, they sleep. When time arises, they come up and act. So, for instance, when we see something, when we see something, what happens? We have I here. The, the form and then consciousness and then they come together. Meeting of the three is called contact. With the support of contact, uh, feeling arises. Dependent on contact, feeling arises. When we have feeling, we have three types of feeling. The feeling uh, lustful feeling that is to attachment then aversion feeling hateful aversion feeling and then neutral these are three types of feeling when we have lust greed then there are underlying tendency to lust arises Subtle uh, defilements, subtle defilements arises as lust, which are called underlying tendency to lust. Raga anusaya in Pali. Raga anusayo anusayati. Raga anusaya comes to be because of lust feeling. Then, if it is aversion, Patiga anusu anusayati. Patiga, aversion. Underlying tendency to aversion arises there. Then, if we have no, if we have no raga and dosa, then it is neutral. Though neutral, we are not, if we are not mindful, ah, that is why mindfulness is necessary. If we are mindful, then we can understand Things as they are, where underlying tendencies do not arise. Underlying tendency to uh, avijja, ignorance. Avijja anusayati. If we have no mindfulness, what happens? When it is neutral, avijja arises. The underlying tendency to ignorance arises there. So all the three, there are underlying tendencies. So, only way is developing our sati, mindfulness, and apply sati, mindfulness, when we have contact, passa, contact, passa, pacha, vedana, dependent on passa, vedana arises. When you see vedana as, as neutral vedana, Neither happy nor uh, pain. Where you are mindful, since you are mindful, then you can understand the change in nature of the object where you can come to vipassana. That is how you have to cut off. Yes, how do we directly work with this? Mindfulness and clear comprehension. Apply mindfulness and clear comprehension. Okay, next. Venerable Bhante, can you go through some of the other methods to reach jhana? Different from breath meditation. If possible, uh, specifically meditation on elements, dhatu, manasikara. Uh, okay, some other methods are like four brahmacharya. Four sublime abodes. Metta, 
karuna, mudita, upeka. By practicing this also, you can attain jhana. And like there are about 40 different subjects for samatha meditation, according to Visuddhimagga, given in Visuddhimagga. Through all this, you can attain jhana. If you practice samatha, if you practice concentration, simply concentration, you can enter the jhana. If you switch to insight, then you end up with right understanding, th seeing things as they really are. That is the difference. Related questions. Dhatu Vibhanga Sutta in Majjhimanikaya suggests that you can reach the fourth jhana directly through meditation on elements. What are your thoughts on the matter? Chula Sunyata Sutta also suggests that uh, it is possible to arrive at Arupa Jhana directly through Dhatu Manasikara. Any thought on the matter appreciated? Well, this uh, fourth Jhana, when you have, if you have clearly developed be, uh, develop equanimity, equanimity and mindfulness, then you can come to the fourth jhana. It's true. You, had, you should have equanimity and mindfulness well developed. But it is quite, Im quite difficult because it is like without passing uh, the classes, you go from Montessori to the university. It's quite difficult. Means you have to go gradually, you have to take first jhana, second jhana, third jhana, fourth jhana. That is the gradual process. Without developing basic things, just like you, it's quite difficult to jump through. So, but there is a method, if you, develop, if you have very well developed uh, pekha, and sati, upekka, sati, parishuddhim, quite purified uh, equanimity and mindfulness. Then it's possible. Okay, once a person is in the fourth jhana, do the attainment of superpowers come natural? I mean, is it obvious how to perform them. No, it's not natural. You have to direct your mind. Then only you get that. You, with the purified mind, that is what the Buddha said in the in the Samanya uh, Phala Sutta, Fruits of Contemplative Lives, and Bhaya Bhairava Sutta, in such places, Buddha very clearly said, when the mind is well developed, when the mind is concentrated, purified, bright, malleable, wieldy, then only he directed his mind to see these things. So it is to be directed to practice, develop and direct your mind to such things to perform different miracle, miracles and to understand previous lives such as such such things. Is it possible to ply through the air cross-legged and practice vipassana? Ah, you want to practice in the air? Vipassana? That is not right. That, that is not reality. What is reality is come to the earth, down the earth. This is the best place to practice vipassana. No, you don't need to go to the sky. That is to perform miracles. These miracles, you know what the Buddha said? Buddha completely condemned such things. Condemned. Buddha, Buddha said, monks, you never do such things. 
never do these miracles. This is not the purpose of this Dhamma Vinaya, this noble one's teaching. Miracles, you can perform miracles, but we monks should not do such things. Buddhism is not to perform miracles. That is the Buddha's teaching. Buddha gave a beautiful simile, but I can't say what the simile is. I can't say it here. <laughs> or any of the other superpowers. So, going through uh, the air, you don't want to practice vipassana. You, are, you have samatha. As you develop samatha, you have that power. If you if you practice vipassana, you will down. You will come down. <laughs> hmm? You will fall into the sea, deep sea. Okay. Should the faculties of jhana be developed to a certain level before attainment is possible? No jhana faculties, these are not, we don't say jhana faculties. Hmm? Jhana factors, you can use the word factors, jhanic factors. Should the factors of jhana, that is how you to be corrected, jhana be developed to a certain level before attainment is possible. Attainments are, attainments are these different, uh, like, this, those are called samapatti. Attainments means samapatti. You enter the uh, different levels, such as the first four jhanas are not attainments. They are jhanas. Once you done, once you completed this jhana, four jhana, then you attain the arupa vacharadhyana. Arupa means immaterial jhana. Immaterial, those are not called jhana, but they are attainment, samapati. You entered this. In order to enter this, yes, you have to develop jhanic factors and develop the first four jhanas. Uh, worldly jhana or material jhana. Okay, next one, dear Bhante, is it okay to wear centered uh, deodorant or use scented shower products on this retreat. How do products such, uh, such as these fit with the seventh precepts? Abstention from using perfumes. What is the purpose of abstaining of perfumes. Why is it important for retreat practice? You know, using perfume is uh, not appreciated all the time. Suppose now you all are here to practice. When you are practicing, if you uh, if you have such odor, such smell, scent, you are you are you cannot quite. It, it is quite difficult to concentrate because your mind is quite agitated. Uh, especially when we as we are sitting together here, then it is a disturbance. We try to uh, curb all these disturbances. That is why we monks, the community, Bhavana community, always try to uh, maintain this silence here. Hmm? We want to keep here dead silence. So that everybody can practice well. If we have dif different scents, different smells, different kinds of scents, Hmm? I don't know the names. So, then it is, it, that itself is a disturbance. That is why we always encourage the practitioners, our retreatants, it is okay, you can use sense, but make sure that it is not that 
centered. Mild is better. Practice middle way. Hmm? Otherwise, don't come with with set here, there, and stint all over permitting. Uh, that itself is extreme. Don't go to that extreme too. Avoid extremes. Follow the middle path. <coughs> Bante, please repeat in English how one attain attains the first. Jhana. Okay. First jhana, the first thing is subduing, subdue your five hindrances. How to, how to subdue these things? Whenever you have sense desire, give attention to that and understand when it is in your mind. Understand that now there is sense desire. Hmm? Sense desire in my mind. So then it disappears. When it disappears, understand now now it is disappearing. Once it is gone, gone. Or try to understand if it is so intense, try to apply uh, repulsiveness of uh, the factors, repulsiveness of 32 factors, this body. Hmm? If such sensual desire arises, hmm? uh, then you can subdue your uh, first hindrance. Always try to subdue it. Subdue means not pressing, suppressing. That itself is wrong. You have to understand the nature of impermanence of the, the thing, whatever the thing, whatever the person you are thinking of. Understand the impurity nature, nature of impurity, loathsomeness, repulsiveness. Then you can calm down yourself. Then if you have uh, ill will, practice metta for a few minutes. If you have ill will towards somebody, practice metta for a few minutes. It is all right that it is not that you are deviating from your jhana, from your meditation. This one by one, all these reinforce, reinforce empowered your meditation. So then, when you have sluggish, lazy, lethargic mind, try to understand it. Sleepiness, try to understand. And when you have sleepiness, open your eyes, a little bit open, and gaze for a few minutes, like uh, about four, four feet away, just gaze and then take a long breath and hold it and then slowly let it go. Like that, do it three times. Then you warm up your body and you can cut off sleepiness. Uh, or you can stand up and slowly walk. Practice walking meditation for a few minutes. You know, the Buddha gave different methods, some instructions to Venerable uh, Moggalla. As he was nodding, one day while he was meditating, he was nodding. Then Buddha asked him and he gave some instructions. So Buddha said, finally, take some water and wash your face. Even if it doesn't work, better you sleep, sleep for a while. So such such things. Then if you have agitated mind, when the mind is agitated, try to calm down. Observe yourself and even mentally you can repeat calm and peaceful. May I be calm and peaceful like that. Calm down yourself. Calm down your mind, calm down your body. Then if you have doubt, 
try to clear up, try to dispel whatever the doubt. Doubt arises, it's, it's good, then you can examine, you can do your own exploration. Why doubt? Try to find the cause and remove the cause. So that is the first thing. Then you can subdue your hindrances. That is not completely cut off. But subdue. Those are there, underline. But still we can practice some meditation. And then you to abandon vivicheva kamehi. Kama. Sensual pleasures. Again, connected to the first hindrance. Abandon sensual pleasures and sexual pleasures. Sensual, sexual, whatever. Abandon these things. All these are connected to the first hindrance. Then vivicca akusalehi damme. Akusala. Ten akusala. Refrain from ten akusala. No killing, no stealing, no sexual misconduct like that. It is not only refraining, but we have to understand we are not supporting, we neither take anyone else to do such things. In such a way, we refrain ten akusala. Then come savitakkang, vittakka, good thoughts. Sankhapa, good thought. Vitakka is quite negative. Like Kama Vitakka, Vyapada Vitakka, Vihinsa Vitakka. Those are Vitakka, negative, negative side. Then Sankhapa, Kama Sankhapa, Nekkama Sankhapa, Avyapada Sankhapa, Avihinsa Sankhapa. Those are Sankhapa. So we have to understand both this. Negativity is to be shunned. And then positive, positive things, good thoughts. Vithakka, vichara, then piti, sukha. Piti and sukha. Piti is rapture, sukha is happiness. Those are the factors. With this, you can enter the first jhana. Okay, next. Dear Bhante, as it stands, I spend a lot of effort dealing with hindrances. I doubt my ability to practice, I am worried if I will ever get it. I deal with ill towards myself. The, and the world, I crave relief from uh, mind, I think. Sad feelings and nagging, nagging thoughts. I am tired a lot. Have sluggish focus and easily drift into daydreaming. I do not feel much motivation to practice. Although I keep doing everything I've been advised to as best as I can. I start over and over again, yet I don't seem to make a serious, real, uh, serious, real, observable, uh, lasting improvement that would build my confidence that I can do the practice. Can you provide some advice on how to deal with such a case? I feel pretty, pretty dejected, as if I will take a long, long time to 
practice well, let alone attain jhana. Thanks. Okay. So start with your seal. No, seal means morality, precept. Make sure that your seal take five precepts first. Five precepts first. And uh, reflect on your seal. Try to understand that whether you are completely refrained from killing and get somebody else killing or completely refrained from approving killing. Three ways. Neither you kill nor you get somebody else kill, kill, killing, kill for you or approve killing. Then stealing, sexual misconduct, and false speech and taking intoxicant. These are five precepts. Make sure your five precepts are crystal clear, pure. Then come to the eight precepts. Reflect on this and then observe yourself. Then you yourself can repeat to yourself that your sila is pure sila. My sila is pure. Clear. Hmm? With that base, that is the base, that is the foundation, sealer. Without sealer, it is quite difficult. So try to understand that, keep the determination, and do not uh, force unnecessarily, do not force. Let things come naturally, peacefully smoothly let them come then you, you will enjoy this bliss so slowly do it without forcing try this also and if you have the same problem you can meet Bhante the Bhanteji or me or Bhante Jasaru uh, like monk Meet the monk and get more advice. <coughs> okay, then next one is Bhante. When developing metta, a thought of being living in lower realm, ghost, occurs in me. I tried to develop metta and feel metta towards that being but it feel it was difficult so instead of metta I tried compassion and suddenly a vast energy of compassion envelops myself and I then can feel that towards the ghost and extended to all beings living in lower realms. It was then easy to switch to uh, breathing and feel the peace within. The mind feels luminous. What are your thoughts on metta and compassion? Metta and compassion, both these are good things. These are called immeasurable immeasurable thought. The Buddha very clearly said, practice this, both metta and karuna. But we have to understand these, both these are quite different, two different factors. Some people use compassion uh, to metta. Compassion is not metta. Metta is loving friendliness. It is love, love and friendliness, both. That is why it is called loving friendliness, metta. Karuna is compassion. Karuna arises when you see somebody is in trouble. Uh, if, you see, if you see 
uh, different beings, like according to this, like ghost, different beings, if you can even imagine, it's okay. Such, such beings. Then you develop your karuna, develop your com compassion, it is all right. Develop it. And then extend metta towards them. Both karuna and metta. Then it works better. Simply extending compassion. Better practice than karuna, metta as well. May all such beings be well, happy and peaceful. May they live alone in peace. May no harm come to them. May no difficulties come to them. Like that, you can extend metta as well. So practicing karuna and metta, both are equally important. Practice this. If it works properly, that's the way. And I advise you to practice metta as well, after karuna. Okay, could you, Bhante, could you give just one example of how to do vipassana when the mind is stimulated by sights, sounds, smell, smells, taste, etc. And explain how to know for sure that your vipassana strategy is working to loosen the grip of defilements in the mind. Well, when you practice vipassana, vipassana means you see three characteristics of existence. Three characteristics of all things. What are the three? You see things are impermanent. Things are changing. You see whatever is in the nature of changing, it is in the nature of unsatisfactory. Unsatisfactory. Then you see whatever is impermanent, unsatisfactory is without a self. These three are called three characteristics of existence. If you see these three, then it is called vipassana. You see as it is. So the nature, nature of all things, animate or inanimate, nature of all things is this. Things are ever-changing. Whenever you have sound, whenever, whenever you have a sort of sight, whenever you see something, try to understand in the changing nature of that object. Change in nature. If it is a person, try to see how the person is changing with aging. Different colors, different parts of the body, weakness, hmm? some parts gone, like head hairs or gray hairs, hmm? like that, or broken teeth. Perhaps you can you can see broken teeth here, hmm? broken teeth, because no, nobody wants to do no nobody wants to keep broken teeth. If you go to Asia, you can see how many people, so many people, no teeth at all. Huh? Some people have have tooth like that. When you see these things, you can understand what Dukkha is. Now here we have covered all these things. Hmm? We have covered. So it is quite difficult to understand Dhamma. It's true. So then, whenever you see such sights, whatever you see, try to understand impermanence nature, unsatisfactory nature, and uh, Soullessness nature, no self. If there is self, you should be able to control yourself. You can say, do not be thus. Do not be thus like that, you can say. 
Okay, then sounds, sounds as well. Listen sound, understand the change in nature, rise in nature, person nature of sounds. Smells, when you smell something, understand rise in nature, person nature, and the rise in person nature. And then taste, the same, and tangible objects the same, and mental objects the same. So that is how you apply vipassana. Even you can repeat. First you can verbally, you can repeat. This is impermanent, unsatisfactory. When you see some, see a sight, see a person, you can mentally say that. Don't, don't try to say verbally, oh you are impermanent, you are <laughs> dukkha, unsatisfactory, like that. Especially the opposite uh, sex uh, persons. If you say, oh, you yourself is impermanent, anicca, dukkha, anatta, if you say so, you won't be able to go back home. <laughs> Explain how to know for sure that your vipassana strategy is working. It's, it works well. Apply. Apply the six factors. Anicca, dukkha, Anatta, impermanence, unsatisfactory, soulless. Then not mine, not me, not myself. Those are the six factors. Then it works nicely, properly. All this true experience. Okay, when practicing with the Brahma Viharas, what do we visualize if anything, if anything. Do we focus the wholesome energy for flowing from our hearts? How much energy is enough before it turns into putting pressure on our practice? No pressure. Please, please keep it in your mind. Buddhist meditation, whenever you practice Buddhist meditation, no pressure at all, no force at all. Everything is natural. All the time come to natural, come to reality. Reality is not forceful. It is natural. Yatha, Bhuta. You have to see things as they are. If you force, if you suppress, if you press, if you... Uh, give pressure, then you cannot see things as they are. Therefore, when practice Buddhist meditation, no pressure, no force at all. Everything, let everything come as they are, let everything go as they are. That is the practice. So when you practice Brahmachari, Brahma Vihara, you are not supposed to visualize many things. You don't want to visualize. You can simply, you can extend metta, metta to, towards all beings. At the beginning you can think of the beings, but you do not imagine. Visualization means imagine. If you start to imagine such, such things, that is not meditation, but imagination. So you don't want to imagine things, but simply Understand when you extend metta like a beam, like a light, extend, suffuse metta to all beings in your front direction, then back direction, then right directions, left direction, up, over, above, and below. That is how the Buddha taught us. Okay, next, Bhante. What does it really mean by there is no concentration without wisdom? You know, there is, we repeat, we recite this stanza every day at the end of the meditation. Hmm? There is no concentration without wisdom, no wisdom without concentration. These both are interdependent interrelated 
interlink without no no concentration without wisdom means this practice is done only by the wise buddhist meditation is practiced only by the wise it is said this dhamma is not for fool but for the wise this is not my words buddha's words and the arahant's word venerable anuruddha himself said this panyavato ayang dhammo nayang dhammo dupanyas that is how it was said in pali so since these are interrelated without wisdom you cannot come to meditation say for instance when you take the eight fold path the first is right understanding that is your wisdom without right understanding nobody can come to the path right understanding we should have right understanding in order to understand rightly correctly you have to give up wrong understanding when you give up wrong understanding you have give up 10 unwholesome deeds the 10th one is called uh wrong view if you give up this 10 unwholesome deeds then you have wholesome mind honest mind you have right understanding with that you come to the right path the noble eightfold path so that is with wisdom wisdom arises when you sit for meditation quiet calm then wisdom arises wisdom grows arises develop come come to the brim so that you can see through that is vipassana vipassana and wisdom are synonyms vipassana and wisdom okay next today you said that a person must abstain from sexual activity in order to attain jhana is this stated this stated in the suttas how does this affect the uh potential of a married person to practice dhamma it is stated in the sila hmm sila is in the sutta eight eight uh, precepts eight uposatha precepts hmm eight uposatha precepts and nine precepts and 10 precepts these are given abrahmacharya hmm? abrahmacharya means completely you you are refraining from all sexual activities if you have if you if you are even uh, refrain from sexual misconduct that means you have sexual relations which is not helpful for your jhana you then what happens when you sit can you concentrate without concentration without concentration how can you practice jhana that is why if you want to practice jhana refrain from this sensual misconduct or sens- sensual or sexual sexual relations aloof from that that's why the buddha said vivichcheva kamehi first <laughs> you have to refrain from kama first without which oh it's impossible even those who lived in the uh, lay as lay life as they live at home as lay persons in the time of the buddha they attained different different stages of holy life such as stream entry once written and even non written as at home so 
when, when they practice jhana, they should refrain from these things, such activities. That is why, for instance, uh, there was a person, uh, I can't remember his name. He, what he did, he saw the Buddha. When he saw the Buddha, he was drinking, he was having uh, alcohol. Sarakani. Huh? Uh, not Sarakani. Nagavanika uh, Ugga, I think. So this person, uh, observe precepts and the, as the fifth precepts to completely refraining from sexual conducts, sexual relations. That was his fifth precept. Instead taking uh, intoxicants because already he has stopped it. Since he has stopped, completely stopped taking intoxicant, he Observe precepts together with completely refraining from all sexual conduct, sexual relations. He had, I think he had uh, four wives. He then went home and suggested them. He said, dear sisters, he called them sisters. As I observe precepts from this day, we have no such relations. If you would like to stay with me as sisters and let's do good deeds, let's practice meditation, let's do good deeds. Or if you want to go home, I can do so. If you want to go with another person, then let me know, I can do that also. Then one person, one lady said that I want to go with that particular person. Then he invited him and gave him and such things. So it does not mean that everybody want to do such things. But my point is, if you want to do jhana, you have to refrain from all sexual activities. Next, how to switch from jhana to inside? Is it by seeing the changes in that jhana itself? Yes, that is to see the change in nature of jhana. So I will take this topic day after tomorrow. As I said, that this will be my topic for my Dhamma talk how to switch jhana to insight, vipassana. Some more. I don't whether there is a fountain. Dear Bhante, if letting go of desire is a necessary factor of entering jhana, how to effectively let go of desire instead of uh, suppressing desire, not suppressing again, not suppressing. Understand and let it calm down, not suppress. Uh, letting go desire, to let it go, you have to understand desire as desire. Without understanding, you cannot cannot curb it, cannot control it. First you have to understand desire as desire. When it is a sensual desire, you have to understand it as sensual desire. Now the sensual desire is arising. Now it is there in my mind and then you can understand that it is fading. When it is fading, when it is uh, disappearing, you can understand it also. It is with understanding. That is why we need mindfulness. If we have mindfulness, we can understand this thing. That is why 
this meditation, mindfulness is always emphasized. Mindfulness. Mindfulness is the watchword, key. How do we stop worrying about others, our friends, family, etc. of lower mind states? Mind states. I worry about uh, where their ignorance will lead them. I understand Dukkha, Anicca and Anatta, but it is still difficult. Yes, this is, you worry about them, it is true, it is the nature. It is impossible abruptly, overnight, it's impossible, but slowly, understanding, understand the nature. Since you say here that you understand Dukkha, Anicca, Anatta, these three should come orderly, respectively, Anicca, Dukkha and Anatta. That is how this comes, Anicca, Dukkha and Anatta. That is in order. So, if you know these three, try to apply these three. That is the nature. And understand the nature of karma as well. Karma. That you can apply the karma. However much we say, if they can't understand. Hmm? Sometimes that is what is happening. However much you say, they are not ready to listen. They are not ready to understand dhamma. Mainly because of their karma. So slowly, you cannot tell them dhamma first. But you have to discuss with them good things. Wholesome things. You have to suggest them, rather force them, rather uh, try to advise them, better suggest them. Then they will heed. They will Yes. Okay. How important is is it to discern our thoughts? Do we just drop them as we develop our concentration? Well, when you develop concentration, try to be with your concentration, not to think, not to examine your thought. That is the different kind of meditation, which is called. Uh, Contemplation on mind as mind, where you think of your thought, only thought, not concentration. So now the, you are supposed to practice only one object. Try to give your attention to one object. What is the object? Breath. All the time understand your breath going in, out, in, out. Long, short, whole breath body in, whole breath body out. When you understand whole breath body, give more and more attention. Focus more and more attention so that you can develop your concentration. Okay. Uh, some more. Okay, I'll try to. You are going to take tomorrow, right? Yeah. Question: Can you take this tomorrow? There are. I think it's now eight six. There are one two three, four five six, seven eight more. It takes about fifteen more minutes. At least fifteen minutes. Is it okay? He'll take tomorrow. This eight. Right. Sadhu, sadhu, sadhu. Thank you.